Hi everyone, the He Shoots He Draws podcast are proud to be partnering with the photography show and the video show. Just tell you a little bit about it, it's the destination for anyone passionate about photography, video or content production. The photography show and video show will offer four days packed with kit, inspiration and creativity. You can discover, try and buy kit from over 250 brands, get face-to-face advice on thousands of products and services and choose from 400 plus talks and live demos led by inspirational guest speakers. This year's show is set to be a true festival of imaging, so get your tickets now and get the dates in your diary. It's going to be from the 17th to the 20th of September at the NEC in Birmingham. You can get your tickets at photographyshow.com. He Shoots, He Draws podcast will also be performing a live episode on Sunday on the Photo Live stage with a very special guest, so we're looking forward to seeing you there. You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity and more with your hosts Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hi and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. I just wanted to say a quick hello and to let you know that uh, the episodes that you're listening to are what we call replay episodes. So these are shows that we'd recorded in the past in our back catalogue and we just wanted to re-release them because we think A, they're really interesting. Also, they're kind of connected to the photography show which we're partnering with and we'll be there uh, from the 17th to the 20th of September as you heard at the ad at the start of this Um, But we just thought these are really good interviews uh, that you might enjoy. And we just kind of want to let you hear some of the guests we've had previously. Uh, We will be back soon with new episodes. We are still recording and editing at the moment. So myself and Alan will be back soon. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy these older episodes and we'll see you soon. Hello, welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the photography, design business and creativity podcast you all want to listen to and subscribe and share with your friends and this week we have one of the finest people i know in the design industry um who couldn't make it and instead we got (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going to start talking about alan (laughs) Uh, our guest tonight is and i warn you now this podcast is going to go all over the place but it, it is our good friend the the legend the myth everything that everyone says about him or writes on the toilet wall mr tony harmer welcome <laughs> hello chaps <laughs> how are we doing very well very well good, now good, good. i haven't got time to read out all the things that you are because yeah. you do do a lot <laughs> who sent you the list <laughs> <laughs> the police <laughs> but um Given that this will probably be something like episode 151 or 152 of He oh. Shoots, He Draws, yeah. Tony is also part of a very, very elitist secret, nobody knows ever when it's going to come out, podcast called The Vector Genarians. I know. With a co-host who... <laughs> <laughs> who Just think your first, your first podcast was with me. Yeah. On vector generians, right. and now we've got Alan here. It's a bit like inviting your ex round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... everybody be civil. <laughs> yeah, don't mention vector generians. Okay, she goes can you up want... on one. 
But yet, Tony's no stranger to podcasting, to film, to teaching, to uh, you name it, he's done it. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next next week with Tony and Dave. (laughs) (laughs) So between us, we've got a good few years under our belt of um, of experience. 151, I think, between us. So it's almost as many as you've got. No, it's... No, we've got more years between us than there are than the number of this episode. Wow! Yeah, because we've got. How old are you two then? I'm only twenty nine. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm eighty six. I'm only eighty four. Youngest. Yeah. Okay, all right, sprightly young man, you. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all that clean living. <laughs> I'm, I'm as old as a tin of beans. I anyway. have no idea where this is going to go or what we're going to talk about (laughs) but i am going to start with the reason we know we all know each other is Uh through is kind of through the adobe connection that's yeah that was like my first my first taster of tony harmer there you Um, go (laughs) going back to the old adobe live events that used to be in the design uh islington design hall uh center back in the days oh gosh that goes way back yeah i remember i remember when create suite was launched yeah 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 yeah. um and going on to a few of those events so you were kind of like in on my periphery because you were connected with with adobe and your name would pop up and this is like the days before all the internet training and everything this is when you had to physically go to places and watch people do things yeah um and at the time you, you know, you, you worked at Adobe for some time and, and you've been involved with a lot, a lot of the Adobe things. I mean, how yeah. did you, how did you end up at Adobe? What was that? Was that an application for a job or did you like just fall into it? Like some of the people do, they kind of end up there through an acquisition or something. Uh, right. So um, I started out training Macromedia stuff before the acquisition of macromedia but before uh before that acquisition you could kind of see where things were going um with that and so it made sense for me to start learning so i was a freehand guy freehand was the thing i was i was big in so flash before it was even flash i've worked with that since it was future splash animator um, then it was acquired by Macromedia and in turn by Adobe. So I was, that was actually the first thing I certified in was, was Flash. Um, and uh, then I, I did Photoshop because everybody did Photoshop, uh, the second thing I certified in. But then it started to make sense to move away from freehand and start learning Illustrator. Um, and I kind of... Uh, I started writing articles for computer arts and a couple of other things and got to the attention of Adobe that way. Um, in fact, I was invited into the Uxbridge office at one point because that used to be the European headquarters at Uxbridge um, or certainly the UK headquarters. And uh, they took me around and showed me that there was a picture of me next to Shantanu. So there was a picture of me and one of my articles, which was about uh, which was about Flash, something to do with Flash. I can't remember specifically what it was, but they'd had it, they'd had it blown up all big, and it was next to a picture of Shantanu in there, which was kind of cool because um, he was fairly new as the CEO, as Bruce Chisen, if I remember correctly, before that. Um, 
but yeah, then uh, I got invited to take part in a trainer program uh, there. They were desperate for trainers for Acrobat. Um, so I took part in that program. I passed that exam with, and that exam is tough. It's the toughest or was the toughest of all of those exams. I passed with 100% though. Um, and so they've considered me a fairly safe pair of hands, I think. Um, plus... I've got a fairly well-developed sense of humour. <laughs> You'd agree with that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely disagreeable to work with, or I try not to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so I started out, and I became more of a contractor. Then I started doing events for them. They used to have Ask the Pro Wednesdays, uh, and I did a few of those. Um, they were popular, so they got me doing a few more. Um, and then doing events with them. So I did Media Pro. I did the things at Islington, and they, they're like, that's a long way back. That is, yeah. you know, it's uh, real, real long way back. But I was a contractor then. Um, that that was kind of fun. And then uh, an opportunity came up for a role on staff. Um, Oh, and I was an indie. I was a user group manager as well for for a couple of InDesign user groups. I was a UGM. That's what they call it, user yeah. group manager. Um, I ran the London InDesign user group, and that was quite popular as well. In fact, they actually let me run that with most of the time without any staff present. There were staff in the building, of course there were, because you can't just have people mm. just randomly <laughs> in there. But they were they were sat in an adjacent office mostly doing some work. And were quite happy for me to run that whole thing. It was a really popular group. It was a lovely group um, that was. But I did all of that. Um, again, thought me of a, a fairly safe pair of hands, I think. Because um, I, I, I keep saying, I think that's because you can never be sure, can you? Self-assume. You do, yeah. Because the other go, oh, maybe just Teddy's cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only works for small scraps of food so yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was it and then uh, then in talking to one of the people who was my handler at that time that's not the official term for it but that's what we used to call them you had to have a handler as a UGM somebody who was your your sort of access point between you and actual Adobe um said as an opening come up and we think you'd be a really good fit for it and you should come along and apply um and i did uh, i went and had a meeting at adobe i was a training manager at the time for uh, a company in london at waterloo and um so uh i took i took some time out when it cycled across there turned up drenched because it tipped down while i was cycling there but you know i just you do what you do and i had a folding bike took that in with me so i must have looked great when i was stood in reception soaking wet so could i leave this here <laughs> with one folding bike all you were uh, missing was a handful of big issues <laughs> yeah honestly mate I, I looked i looked destroyed i really did but it was um but i had a, I had a meeting and it was really good they told me what was what um would I be interested in going through the process? They also told me that the process took quite a long time uh, because you have to be thoroughly vetted uh, to work on that, uh, to work on those teams. Um, the uh, and, and it just takes, you know, like corporations are a big machine. They are a big machine. Yeah. 
And it, 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 unless they, there's an absolute burning need, and in, in this case there actually was, but it still took three months to complete um, wow. the process. But as soon as I got the nod saying, this will be your start date, I went and handed in my notice uh, at the other place. Um, and uh, yeah, went and joined there. Uh, I got, I won one of the employee of the year awards in the, in my first in my first like seven months I'd, I got employee of the year because I'd, I didn't go to the Christmas party and I had people texting me the following day saying, congratulations on your award. And I thought, who are all these drunk people <laughs> texting me with this stuff? But I've actually got it over there. I moved it the other day, the award. I won, I think, I, 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 I did all right at Adobe. I won, I think, I think I've got about seven or eight awards from, from my time there but at the same time parallel to that i was recording um content for lynda.com so i started doing that in, in um or my first course was released in may 2014 i've now got um 30 38 live courses on there because they get retired after a while if the if the subject matter is no longer uh, relevant or superseded to a degree to which it will no longer be necessary to be there um, I've got 12 that are currently in post-production. So that will take me up to the 50 mark, which is really good. So that was parallel. Anyway, I, mean, I loved my time at Adobe. It's one of the best organizations to work in. Their whole ethic is fantastic. And it's a beautiful company and they do beautiful stuff. But I wanted to go, I wanted to go and do a little bit more. So I quit when we moved. I spoke to my wife about it and um, said, you know, I, I, I love working there. Um, I don't think the team I was on was perhaps the best fit for me, if I'm truly honest. Mm. Um, I love doing the events. I loved love doing all of those things. But I just said, oh, I kind of want to leave. And so Sharon said to me, um, uh, that's my wife, by the way. <laughs> just not just some random person. My, my I was speaking home handler. To, I was speaking to you. I was speaking to this woman at a bus stop. And she, she, said, she said, "Tone," because she'd known me for all the ten minute notes. <laughs> she said, um, "Look, you know, we because we're just we're just done our house up really, really well, and um, or as much, or as well as we could anyway. And it was it was nice. And so we, she said." why don't we sell this, move up country a little bit so we could, and we, we'll set these parameters so we'll we'll clear our mortgage completely. And she goes, then if you want to, because uh, she's great like that. She's really supportive in those things. And um, she's great in loads of ways, but I mean, she's super great in that way. She said, then if you want to follow that and, and see how that works out, um, then do it. Uh, and our, our fallback plan has always been if it doesn't work out I'll go and work in sort of a hardware store or something because I'm kind of interested in joinery and all that stuff yeah um, but I, it, it has I do remember that time because we yeah I mean we we kind of knew each other for we kind of knew each other and yeah crossed, well we were friends by yeah, then we were, man. Friends we were podcasting we hanging out and, yeah <laughs> but prior to that I kind yeah. of like we'd bump into each other we'd know of each other yeah um we'd see each other at events and it wasn't really until 2016 that yeah. for me was the forging of our friendship because yeah. 
I was heading out to my first Adobe Max. I was staying at Allen's in San Diego and yeah. we met at the airport. We were both flying out at the same time. It was pre me being at Astute Graphics because that's the event where I met them. Yeah. Um, and I've still got a photograph in my favourites on my phone of you and you and me having a beer at the airport. Yeah. God, I used to out. drink then. God. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then we went out and I mean, you, you, you were exporting a polystyrene uh, gravestone gravestone oh, i was yeah. that i'd made cardboard and polystyrene yeah i did i still got that it's in my <laughs> container <laughs> <laughs> we will get on to, to stuff yeah, yeah. Keep later but but i remember that i mean that i was that i remember that trip so fondly for so many different reasons because up to that time you and i had then already started the process with aaron draplin coming over we had you'd, you'd you were my when that whole aaron draplin thing took off and it was like oh I, I need to see if i can get some sponsorship i remember i clearly remember having the phone call with you mm. out in the car park at the job that i was doing that i hated mm. and um and I'd only just started there. And I remember, I remember speaking to you about it and you were like, well, leave it, leave, leave it with me. And I go off and see I what said I'd do. fix it for you. Yeah. And you came back and you were like, no worries. We take it. We're, we're going to do the whole thing. Yeah. And then, so that kind of got that ball rolling. And, and by mm. then we'd know, we'd known each other well enough to get there. And then obviously we had Adobe Max, which is fantastic. Cause it was my first one. And you were, a, you were just old school. It was like going home for you. You were dressing up and, you know, <laughs> shipping things out there. Um, and obviously the first time I got to go and stay with, with Alan as well. Um, yeah. That was one of my, one of my favorite Adobe Maxes because it was like I say, so many kind of little things all happened at the same time. Mm. But then when you're at Adobe Max, I mean, Alan set, sort of jokes about me walking through Adobe Max and people knowing me. I mean, you kind of you know everybody you but like you say that's down to your personality as well um i know we all we all fall for that enough borrowed money from them and not paid yeah, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but but that was one of the things where you really come into your own is in education when you're around mm. people um and i know at the moment like we're all working from home and not having much choice in that but mm. i think definitely an event like that is a better place with you at it because you. every one of your sessions was always queuing around the corner sold out tony can you do another one like five mm. for the same session mm. and i think that's a testament to you as the hard work you put in to get to that point but as an educator you are one of my favorite educators oh thank and, you man. and i think a lot of a lot of people who do education could learn a lot from you mm. by watching your presentation your preparation the way you deliver um and i know learning was, is something we've spoken a lot about uh, yeah. in that it's important to understand how to learn but yeah on that side of it that education side i mean is that something you've always felt naturally inclined to be as an educator before anything else because that's how i see you like a teacher like a geometry teacher or, yeah, like, a, or, a, like, or a, like, 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 you know, your favourite teacher. <laughs> no, like, like Mr. Harmer, you know, the cool teacher at school that lets you off if you're smoking behind the... <laughs> behind Gives you a fag if you Behind the gym teacher. Yeah, he'll give you a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, gives you a cigar. Come on, you want to be smoking one of these, mate? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but did you find that, <clears throat> that education was the thing that you kind of, you know, today that's what you are, that is your job? Yeah, I mean, I... I I like uh, I like sharing 
what I know. Um, because it takes people forward. And I like fixing things for people. And sometimes fixing things for people is, 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 is by teaching them something, you know, it's, uh, I just do like that. I think most of the connections, I mean, when you spoke to Clardy, um, she's, she's one of the people I, I, I helped to fix one pivotal thing for her. And, and, and it, and it's, and it's she's run with it and she's she's done brilliant stuff but i i I, um yeah i used to share stuff at work i used to share like oh we're doing this let's have a look at how what do you think about this how does this work because it'd be something i'd learn and i thought you know let's share this and see what other people think of it and think if it's a good idea and if we can do these things and i started to do more and more that and became the kind of go-to person for doing it and then i got to do you know like things where you do like lunch and learn that sort mm. of stuff i mean it was early there weren't lunch and lunch and learns then they were sort of you know learning 10 minutes in in the end of a friday or whatever and take those things forward so doing that i liked it then when i moved i moved down to the southwest um for i, I lived there for 11 years actually down in the southwest of the uk down in in that strange, strange land there by the Isle of Avalon. And um, the, uh, which is fictional, by the way, if you're listening to that and thinking, oh, I want to go to the Isle of Avalon, doesn't exist. It's not, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> or, or it may have been at one time, but now it's not. It's, it's, it's silly. You can go it's to like places Atlantis. Called... It's it is a bit here. like Atlantis, only slightly drier and only slightly. It is quite boggy in places. <laughs> I've got to be... Anybody who's ever been to Glastonbury, the, the, the festival, uh, Pilton will, will tell you that when it rains, it gets proper mucky um, down there. But uh, when I went down there, because some of my clients didn't want to come with me, they, they, they just said, well, it's fine if you're moving down there, but um, we're going to just find someone. We, we need someone to come in face to face and whatever. But other people were happy to me work at the time by phone because we didn't have the luxury we have now. Um, and I thought, how am I going to make things work? And I thought, I'll teach. So I went back into education. Um, I was on a full-time course, but it was delivered part-time. It was intense delivery. It was over two days a week. And I managed to, halfway through my first year there, secure a post-teaching in the evenings, which was, I taught two evenings a week, Monday and Wednesday, teaching Quark and um i think i taught freehand i can't i can't remember that oh and actually i got a, after that first year i got one bizarrely teaching sound edit to journalists but um that was at the city of bath and um so i got teaching experience while i was actually doing the education to qualify me as a teacher and i really love it i love that's how i kind of really got into it that is the point at which i thought I want to do more of this. I want yeah. to do more sharing of I stuff. Think, I don't know about you, Alan, because you you ended up becoming an educator as well as an author. And I know you I know you never liked doing it, but but you do enjoy doing it. I no, I I, I love doing it. I just don't like doing it in large crowds. It, right. I, I find I find looking out at at I you know, I've seen both you guys at Max, and it's like, oh, it's, it's crazy. But like, I when I did stuff in Photoshop World, and I look at it, like two hundred people, um, I realized that one hundred eighty-seven of them knew more than I did about what I was about to talk <laughs> talk about Aww. generally. 
I specifically knew more about like little pieces and that's what I, but I'm looking at a room of people who are like, I use Photoshop every day for eight hours. And I'm like, I use Photoshop once a week for 10 minutes, but I do the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm really good at that little thing. So yeah. I'm confident about that. But when it comes to like the overall teaching, I'd rather sit in the audience and learn, um, you know, and if the person teaching me happens to dress up as Batman or a pilot, or, you know, um, does some all of those re- and more, <laughs> uh, that actually, you know, it, it really appeals to me. I'm not one of those people. I get really, um, I pick up stuff that I hear really fast. So if someone is droning on and on and on, I, I, I'm gone. I tune out in half minutes. So seeing someone who evaded and, and, can keep the attention of a room and still impart, you know, mass quantities of information, because that's the part that everyone thinks is, uh, you know, it's, it's so weird. These programs and these things that you're teaching, they're massive. I mean, they're Perfect. like Photoshop doesn't get smaller every time you do an update to it. <laughs> they don't remove too much stuff. And when no. they do, people have a cow and then suddenly it becomes back as a legacy tool and you know every piece of code from when it started is still somewhere embedded in that thing and in design illustrator are similar i mean so to be able to impart and have people motivated to do it is a real talent it's it's not like um that old adage you know those who can do and those who can't teach is such bullcrap that it's it's frustrating to hear it because it turns out that those who can and do it well can also teach really well. And um, I used to get intimidated. So I, I would rather, uh, I'd rather write. I'd rather do one-on-one or small group stuff. That's my, you know, wheelhouse. That way I, I can keep the attention on the individuals. Um, I've and I think enjoyed that's, it. I, I just I just think that's where Adobe I think really nails it with Adobe Max because uh, when they do the labs and they have TAs walking around you get the best of both worlds you get that like oh I can come over here and just help this guy get past this little hurdle while the whole class doesn't have to stop and and be um, you know wait for the lowest or someone who didn't catch something to catch up and yeah someone who was um, on their I, Facebook on their phone and not listening. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then, then disrupts the two people around them because they weren't concentrating. That's uh, <clears throat> that. That goes back to the learning thing. I mean, like I've watched Alan teach. I've, I've, I've taken one of Alan's classes. I've TA'd your sessions. I've watched you teach. I've, you know, I've seen so much of your teaching. You've, you've done stuff for street graphics. I think it's definitely. Yeah. There's also a way to learn as well, and I think. The, the way you structure what you're teaching because loads of people say they can teach loads of people want to teach and I know when I first came into it I was bricking bricking it because Alan was there when I did my first ever class mm. and you know if anything could, could have gone wrong it did and my projector broke down but oh, <laughs> luckily man. there was only 50 people and and I, I handled it was at that point I sort of realized okay, my insecurities and, and my, sh- my shyness that people think I don't have um, kind of kicked into gear at that moment. And I realized, actually, do you know what? This is fun. I actually like, I prefer to share what I know than try to impress with what I can do. 
so i've enjoyed i've enjoyed the teaching side of my life over the past three to four years than mm. i have designing for people and when it, and it's it's that thing like you've mentioned Claudia, is when when you connect with someone or you just you see that light bulb come on and you know you've helped them and and they can be like complete novice or super experienced i'm sure you know all three of us have all had a moment where we've taught someone we who we think knows more than us something and it makes you feel like yes (laughs) (laughs) but and i don't know if it's an age thing i don't know whether because as you get older you've got that kind of more knowledge and and want to share it but i know i certainly there's probably an element of that you know probably yeah i love learning i love watching um i still do completely random today i was on um domestica there's a, uh, yeah. a new training platform called domestica now there's a lot of uh, foreign language with english subtitles content yeah my there. friend natalie she's on there she's yeah the but the content on there is f- yeah. so good yeah. for, for illustration and for design mm-hmm. and and i've started watching some of that and even though they're in foreign language i i'm enjoying the process mm. um of what they're doing and i'm finding myself now at a point where i want to learn so much more because mm. education is so much better we've got better platforms for it i mean you were saying earlier you've got all the classes on linkedin learning mm. um and you i mean you know the numbers you get but i mean when you think it was lynda.com moved over to linkedin learning and microsoft mm. got involved there's more probably more pressure on you to deliver the right kind of content i mean how intense is that compared to like what you do with the design ninja or what you do for a photography show, what you do for Adobe max, is that, is that LinkedIn learning a lot more planned? I mean, it obviously is, but yeah. So that's a lot of pressure on that one. Yeah, there, there, well, there is, but it's, um, it's for me, I think it all heads in the right, heads in the right direction. One of the great things about linkedin learning lynda.com lynda.com and linkedin learning because lynda.com is still that brand is still just about in there you know that it's kind of it's kind of sleeping or slipping away now into into just being fully absorbed into linkedin learning um i don't know at what point they're in in that in that particular thing but it makes sense that that, that they make that transition at some point i don't think it's that far off but i couldn't comment on that uh, with any accuracy but one of the things I like about that is is you you could always apply to lynda.com. You can still apply to uh, LinkedIn Learning to do that, but you had no you 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 might be invited to do a licensed course, for example. They might just say, yeah, you know, because they do licensed courses from if you know if they think it brings something to the library. But in order to actually be an instructor, they normally ask you, yeah, if you if you want to be an instructor there because they've been watching your stuff you know it was four years before i got actually somebody's one of the one of the heads of content there actually asked mentioned to me i gave a speech in in a conference uh uh, no what was it pepcon in 2010 that went down really really well and uh and someone there said, I think you'd make a good instructor. Uh, give me a shout at some point. But it was four years later before that actually uh, happened. And I, I did a showreel for them. And um, and then they, they, they asked me what I would consider 
doing for them. They gave me some things that they were looking for and I just decided to do one of those things. Um, but it, the fact is, is that they check you out first and then they, then you work with a producer on creating a table of contents and, uh, and setting learning goals for each of those things. It's much more, they are very, very focused on being an actual educational institution uh, than things like the other services like Domestica and like Skillshare, where they're just personalities who come on, which is great. The only thing is, is that I watch some of that stuff and I, you know, and Creative Live, I watch some of those things and, and I just think these are really great people and they make great work, but they are entirely the wrong people to be trying to teach it. Yeah, because they're basically replicating what they do. Now, I'm not saying there's no value in that. There is some value in it, but it is limited in its scope in many places because all you end up being is being a clone of their working practice, which may not be. I mean, I've seen some dreadful working practices, whereas I would work with a couple of people who would look at something and say, do you know what? If I was using that for the first time, I'm not entirely sure I would understand that. And so we break it down, break it down. And that's why I love that being part of that library. How do you feel about something like masterclass? Because when I see the masterclass stuff, that really fascinates me because I think like it's Annie Leibovitz or it's Steve Martin. Oh, or yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Al Pacino doing acting or, um, mm. you know, the, the director. And it's like it's very, it's so specific. It feels like Keith Richards teaching you to play guitar. It's like. No, really i'm watching i'm I'm going to watch how good this person is at their job and they're going to impart some of their information but that to me doesn't feel like a, a teaching channel so much it feels more like an inspirational thing because i think it's more realistic to mm. learn from someone who's going to make you feel like you can learn and teach you the things you need to know rather than like you say people who i mean i've seen them and i'm sure we've all seen them I remember at the photography show, uh, there was a guy that was booked to come on and and teach something about photography. And he walked on the stage. And I think he walked, must have walked back and forth across the stage probably three or four times, kind of holding mm. his chin. And he had a hat on and a coat indoors. This isn't um, me, is it? It was. But, I don't know <laughs> but he walked back and forth before he even said anything. Yeah. And then he kind of, his opening gambit was... Um, there's a reason why you're here to watch me. Oh, right, and, okay. And and then it became <laughs> like a a half a half hour of this is who I know, this is where I've been, this is who I've shot, this is what I do. And I just thought that's not teaching. You you are not you've you've taken money to talk about yourself, but yeah. you've actually imparted no useful knowledge to this group yeah. of people who have sat here and given you an hour of their time. Um, and I really, because you look at so much education now, and because it is so mass marketed, like we said, it's yeah. you know, Skillshare. You've always got YouTube, um, mm -hmm. but I think very quickly you identify the instructors you like, you resonate mm -hmm. with, and you what, and you again you can follow their content because you know if you type in how to edit audio in Audition on YouTube, I mean you're going to get fifty results. Yeah. How do you know which is the one that's going to tell you the correct way? This is the thing. Or how how much further down the line are you before you discover 
if you can't qualify the people that you're learning stuff from, mm. I mean, but let me, can I just wind back just for yeah, a minute? Yeah, sure. You're saying about some of those people like Annie Leibovitz and whatever. They're telling this, they are very successful in their industries. They are telling their story of how they got it. And I think there is value in that because you mm. can pick things up from it. And they're not trying oh, yeah, to teach yeah. a specific skill. But when you are trying to learn a specific skill, I think it's important to qualify the source that you're learning it from in some way, if you can. I'd like to remind you if, if, I, if that sounded very teacherly, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I should go and sit on the naughty step. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like Clayton, you Clayton earlier. <laughs> once again, I find myself having to talk to you. <laughs> anyway, <right. laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> and you, Hess, right, you yeah. can wait. I'll deal with you in a moment. Just finish that cigar first. Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, I'd like to remind you of something going back to when we did the first vector generians episode when we were talking about that if you remember you came around my house at that time we recorded that in one of my yeah. rooms if you think and um the uh i talked to you about my infuriation with a particular thing that i'd watched because part of my role at adobe was and part of my role as a teacher so it's kind of something that i do anyway is is to look at how other people are teaching different topics so every day i spend 15 minutes at least doing that seven days a week i spend 15 minutes learning something mm. or looking at a topic that i'm teaching myself to see what other people are doing and i saw somebody who drew uh I think it was a light bulb. It was icon. a light bulb. It was a yeah. light bulb. <laughs> it was a light bulb. <clears throat> they took 20 minutes drawing a light bulb in Illustrator. And it wasn't, we're not talking photorealistic light bulb full on with glows and everything. We're talking about a light bulb, a light bulb, light, light bulb. bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I was conjuring words up from, from yeah. the nether just then. <laughs> Uh, a light bulb icon it was a pictogram that's where the g came in or of a light bulb 20 minutes to do that right some of which involved them amateurishly yeah trying to nudge two paths together yeah i was i thought i then i thought at my point if somebody's actually trying to learn how to do this not only are they losing 20 minutes of their life watching somebody doing it it can be done in less. So if you remember, I recorded at that time, I recorded a video that says, and here's how you can do it in 40 seconds, irrespective of your current level of usage of Illustrator. Poof, done. And I'll explain it really slowly. So the <laughs> we did it in 40 seconds, you know, and I just think that's it. All right, we're dealing with a light bulb. You probably don't have to draw that many, but the, the principle behind it is is the same doesn't matter what you're doing yeah it's and if you can get the thing done quicker i like i want people to be successful with the tools they use i want yeah. people to be successful period right and that's why I, if it is within my power to help somebody with something you know and we're connected and we're friends then then i will always try and and do that but i also people i don't know i'd like to help to be successful there's when you buy that 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 group of tools when you or when you subscribe to that group of tools 
there are tons of ways you could make money with that tool set tons you know so do it it's a job it's a business make a business make some money and in business you don't want to dilly and dilly dally around for 20 minutes trying to align two lines together manually how absurd is, is that you know or if you do how are you going to make a profit you know it's yeah yeah you're not you're not. No, you're not. You're clearly not. I mean, Alan, just imagine if you turned up. You turned up at a gig to. I love your pictures, by the way. Uh, okay. Just sort of throw that in there. <laughs> the um, you turn up at a gig to do some photography, yeah, and uh, you've decided to go all retro and use a plate camera <laughs> <laughs> because you, yeah. st- you know, people say, "Well, you still achieve the same result." I'm going, "Yeah, you do, but it's a business." <laughs> So there you are right. with your plate camera going, oh, yes, splendid. I'm going to make this photo in gravature right now. <laughs> Beyonce, Beyonce, turn around. Beyonce, hold on. Let me just whip the cloak over my head and then I'll reach forward and expose and done. Thank you very much. I'll be back in 10 minutes for the next one. You know, come on. <laughs> and I know hobbyists have time. I know there's the argument. I watched a video. Yep. Uh, today we were talking off air and I won't name names or anything, but someone was doing a comparison. And, and one of the things was, um, yeah, but you know, the thing is, is would you rather give this company X amount of money a month or keep it in your own pocket? And I thought, well, that's really the wrong argument because let's just say um, in a, we, we're in a world now where places like Etsy exist and, and, yeah. pe- and people can very quickly set up a shop. Yep. Just with Illustrator alone, or or even Photoshop, yep. you could create a sticker yep. of something that's popular. You can get <laughs> yep. you can get them printed at Sticker Mule or, or other sticker companies are available. Yeah, but sticker I, Mule are the best. Though, sticker Mule yeah, are the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's Sticker Mule. No. <laughs> <laughs> if if I can yes. get sponsorship uh, from yep. StickerMule.com. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, you could go on there, you could buy a bunch of stickers. Yeah, well, they do offers all the time. You could get 50 stickers yeah. for 15 quid, chuck them up on Etsy. You've paid that month's 50 quid just designing some stickers yeah. and uploading them. So well, when people start ranting on about the cost of learning or the cost of the software, it drives mm-hmm. me mad because it's like you will spend so much, you will, you will throw away so much money on things that take your time away from learning or doing and yet when it comes to something go on adam well i just i'm even gonna i'm even gonna switch it around because i started with photoshop and all these things as a pure hobby there was never any financial incentive Mm. to use it i just i i had i like to take pictures um i had all these prints i got a little scanner and then i wanted to do something else with them which is a really weird concept i would scan pictures to print them out again it was like like made no sense and I wasn't earning anything, but I still didn't want to spend nine hours doing something that would take, that should take me two yeah. hours. It's it. I wanted to enjoy the process. I wanted to actually enjoy it. And back then, and I was using Photoshop and I thought I would want to, you know, Illustrator and all these other ones. I was kind of trying to learn them just for me. Yeah. It was costing me uh, like $1,800 every 18 months because yeah you would have to buy any. So it was about a hundred dollars a month uh, out of my pocket, but that's like going to a couple of movies yeah. or eating out once or two. I mean, it literally isn't that much money 
for the entertainment value I have. And if you ever need a lesson in that, just go look in Las Vegas. People will sit there mm. and throw away money at a roulette Absolutely. table for hours. And you go, but dude, you just lost like a thousand. But I had a lot of fun doing it. Mm. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's not really my idea of fun, but I that you know that's me either. Yeah, but, that, that's yeah. but people do it, and it's an, an entertainment value. So the whole idea that you have to earn money is is you, you don't have to, but spending a lot of extra time trying to do something if it's just for fun is also a huge waste of your time. Yeah. yeah. So and trying it makes to it learn... painful. Yeah, it makes it painful as well. You know, if you have to do that, if you have to, you know, it's a, it doesn't become something that whether you're doing it as a job and you love it, uh, because very few people come into the creative industry that don't love it in the first place, because that mm. becomes very, very obvious. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it becomes your passion, and and also when you're when you're starting out, the money's not great. You know. You have to no. work it to 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 make it um, worthwhile. I think, and um, well, I don't think I know. I know that for a fact. That is absolutely a fact. Um, but the money's not great, so you know you don't want to be doing the drudgery stuff. It shouldn't seem like drudgery if you can make it smoother and easier. Then yeah, that's all. The and they better. are tools. That's the thing is they are tools. Yeah, so you, you, you look at the amount of people who spend a lot of money on camera gear or guitars and all the stuff that goes with music and, or uh, you know, even cooking any, anything you want to be good at, you're going to have to learn how to do it and to learn yeah. how to do it. You're going to start off with the basic tools and then you're going to build on that to a point where, you know, you start off with a 15 quid guitar from the charity shop. But by mm. the time you've learned to play, you've, you drop in three and a half grand on a Gibson, you know, because yeah. you, that that's part of that whole bit it just seems weird that software kind of falls into this hole where people just don't want to pay for it and and yet it's the thing that gives us a living that we mm. that we do earn, earn from and learn from but yeah. um yeah i just i just find it a really weird well you um, know that mentality towards towards it, it is it is odd that people don't you know people get those priorities all 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 kind of wrapped up so if you think about when I actually joined Adobe on staff, which is 2014, yeah, when I was a mm. contractor, they wouldn't send me out to speak to groups of people on my own, you know, to, to go and say, buy Creative Cloud. Well, they did, but, but yeah. you know, I was doing, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's kind of user groups, things I knew. So, but once I joined, um, because I, I had, so many certifications in so many products i was an easy target to be sent out to do these talks about because that was when creative cloud of course was becoming a real thing 2013 mm. end of 2013 it, it it started but 2014 was the first year that it was out really in the wild and you were going to go and talk to people um and it, it made financial sense to send me instead of sending three other people to do it because i could talk about all of the things that needed to be talked about you know, to a level that was acceptable to, to demonstrate them. Um, but I had it all. I had it all. People, I remember one woman at Google, not at Google, Google, but at the Google campus in London shouting out, it's an Adobe tax. Yeah. That it was a subscription <laughs> and you're not supposed to engage with people <laughs> on things like that. But I had to stop and go, I'm sorry. What Adobe are garnishing your wages. <laughs> <laughs> in order for you to have creative cloud 
go and sit down somewhere and think about what you just said. That's what I said in front of an audience, which again sounds very, very teacherly. I want you to think about what you've just done, yeah. Watkins. Are you chewing, Sharon? <laughs> But no, I used I, I used to get the whole lot. I used to I used to get people saying, "It's you know whatever it was at the at the outset. I think it was about forty two quid a month. I think at the outset it's fifty something pounds a month now. But let's break that down, right into, you know, into a daily cost. So even if there was ten days in a month, if we just had if it was fifty pounds a month, we'll do nice round numbers, nice mm. easy breakdown here. Yeah. If there were only ten days in a month. That would be five pounds a day. Are we agreed on that? Yeah. But there aren't 10 days, are there? There are, on average, yeah. 30 days. So it's a third of that. So it's about one pound 40 something, one pound 60 something, whatever. Um, no, one pound 33. <laughs> yeah, for all of that stuff. Now, most people, yeah, I think when we used to go somewhere to go to work, yeah, <laughs> back, back when that was a thing when you turn up somewhere <laughs> that wasn't yeah. that wasn't your former dining room <laughs> slash box room or whatever it is uh you you have but, but most people i remember meeting up with people in the morning to go into the office and you'd always meet at like prep or starbucks mm. or you know whatever coffee shop uh that you go to you'd meet there you'd get maybe like a latte and a biscuit, which would cost you like eight quid. Yeah. Now, all that did for me at that time, going to work every day was made me fat. <laughs> it I didn't specifically. I mean, I did earn money throughout the course of the day. Of course yeah. it did. But essentially, if I wanted to boil it down to what does money actually mean? Yeah. Five pounds a day, one pound 55 a day or whatever. Yeah, huh. I'm not paying one pound fifty five a day for software that can earn me money. How dare you yeah. uh, sell me something like that for that amount of money when I could be getting nice and fat on a latte and a cake watching Netflix and listening and, and, to my Apple Music and yeah. and spending and the worst thing is, money on entertainment I can't keep if I stop paying for it. There's nowhere I I have worked in the last twenty or so years and beyond. That hasn't provided coffee and sometimes biscuits <laughs> <laughs> and even occasionally cake at their premises for employees so they feel happy while they're working. So they go, oh, I feel a bit peckish, but I don't want to pop to the shop because that's not very productive. So, oh, I'm just going to go to this fridge and grab, uh, you know, a glass of cold something or I'm going to go to this cupboard and, or this basket and I'm going to pick out a cake. But also, There's no knee. You know. No, but also like look at look at as well like when you think back to the days like back to yeah. the days of when the whole world and his brother um had photoshop and they all sailed on the ship and wore an eye patch and had a parrot on their shoulder <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 back in the days yeah. of, of that's how everyone started back in the yeah, day back in the yeah. day um but it was like i need i need a copy of photoshop like or yeah. I, I need you know it was a very specific single tool i'm gonna learn it like to, to own the master suite was, oh, I'd have to sell a lung to, you know, yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. to own all the other things. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously pre, pre that Macromedia. Mm. So now it's not just about, you know, when people say I only need, well, if you only need Photoshop, you can get Photoshop and Lightroom for 10 quid a month. Seriously. If you can't, if you yeah. can't invest 10 quid a month on yourself, sell your camera 
and go and get in the sea because <laughs> yeah because that you are not that 10 if you can't afford 10 pound that's just awful awful decision on yeah. your part not to invest in yourself but even if you just wanted illustrator you can get illustrator for 20 quid a month you don't have to buy the whole lot or you can get indesign for 20 quid a month people don't realize they can buy it on its own you can even get photoshop elements off the shelf but now you look at the amount of people who are multi-talented like because of the creative cloud this is this episode is not sponsored by adobe this is we've all made a living out of adobe one way or another yeah and they can have any penny of mine anytime they want yeah but now i can not only be better in photoshop because photoshop is improving all the time and illustrator and in design i'm now learning premiere pro i'm learning after effects i'm using audition to to do things with the podcast all right, and I never open Dreamweaver. I don't know if it's still around. <laughs> it is still around. It's actually I use that. I use that a lot. That was yeah. yeah I use Dreamweaver quite a bit. Yeah, uh, that's you know. I, I was really into web design because I I was like that's interesting, and mm. so I had Dreamweaver, and I was like, oh, when I got wrapped into a deal, I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Now yeah. they're all gonna you know. And now we've got XD, together. and we have Muse, <laughs> and now we've got you can use I you know all the apps on on the devices. You can be working on the go. I mean, all this is still. For yeah. and you know, it's a monthly amount. Yes, of course, if you stop paying for it, you don't get access to it, but that's the same like your mobile phone, your internet, all the other things you pay monthly right. for. So, that are it, services. It, it took Adobe some time to educate the people into what they were actually doing, and I think, yeah, because I was one of those people that originally, when it came out, and they're like, We're gonna charge you every month, and we're no longer gonna sell you a, a bunch of DVDs in a box that you have to go try to find mm-hmm. in a store when it comes out, and I, I got. My initial reaction was that knee jerk. How dare they take away my Photoshop and and charge me every month for a service? It's not the same thing. I don't own it anymore. It's bullshit. And um, turned out that I was so eager to get updates to Photoshop that, like, by the year mark, and yeah. knowing you know, because Adobe used to update Photoshop about every. 18 months about every year and a half yeah so it's based on an accounting principle so it's 18 months yeah yeah Yeah, 18 18 months was a big was a big release and so for a year you'd be happy and and then for six months you'd start getting really annoyed and upset and and agitated where's the new one coming out i want to give you guys a whole bunch more money because i'm now looking for new stuff and turns out you never use the old versions anyway like I'm sure that somewhere in my garage, I have Photoshop like three point something or 5.5 sitting in a box. I, I know I owned it, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, I'm never going to reload that. It's an absolute no. worthless thing. So but it used to be Photoshop, a thing though, didn't it? it used to yeah. be a thing that you keep all the, but if you had a picture of you right behind <laughs> you, you'd have all those boxes to show how, <laughs> do you know what I mean? To show how, how into it you were and how long you'd been into it. <laughs> Yeah, we paid all that money for all those discs and books and boxes, and they ended up sitting yeah. in a in a plastic storage box. Now, right. now worthless. Then you went yeah. and spent six hundred. Not environmentally quid. friendly either. No, <laughs> went went and spent six hundred quid on the. Uh, you know, if if you were lucky enough to upgrade price, right? Yeah. You were still spending six hundred quid on just yeah. Photoshop for eighteen months till the next one, yeah. and then when that came out, it was obsolete. So it's just a very. It's, it's just so sad for me to see such. Uh, I mean, you could you could literally carve a knife down the middle of the people who are for and against when it comes mm. to learning and having the software. And we won't spend the whole time talking about this, but um, 
I think there is definitely a, a camp of you either make money from it or you don't. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, fine, totally get it. You don't, but you can still get the things you want. But there are, you know, other there are alternatives to anything you want to do. But, yeah. but from a learning point of view and improving yourself and becoming multi-talented and being able to, you know, earn a living. This is the thing mm-hmm. at the moment. We're all trying to earn a living. We're all trying to, you know, just make the basic salary a year. And the more more tools you can add to your toolbox the better you are now and, and mm. jumping forward from this subject so we don't go into it too much mm. I just want to rewind to you leaving adobe and you've yeah. now started the design ninja and yeah. you are teaching premiere pro audition after effects photoshop yeah. illustrator InDesign. you i mean that is so cool that you can sit now and just take like you said half an hour of your day out and just sit and watch one person who you trust teach mm. you mul- multiple disciplines in a yeah. suite and make it you know bite size make it easy um i think it's great that we've now got the ability to do that and i know you do that on youtube i know that's a, a youtube yeah. thing at the moment but how have you how's kind of your first two years been as as i won't say the design ninja because that's just one of the things that you do but how have you found yeah. that post adobe life obviously given the pandemic got thrown in your lap as well but what what what's the world of tony harmer these days well it's three years actually dave since wow. I've, since i've been left 4th of january 2018 was the day i actually left i was clever enough to hand in my notice on the 4th of december uh 2017 because we moved into the house uh, that's just down there i'm in my studio the studio at the moment but the house is just down there um the uh and yeah so i I basically had to work my notice from home because it was christmas (laughs) and that's me just pulling an amusing face (laughs) but uh yeah so i left her i left her then um i landed uh i landed a, a really big course early on i mean i knew it was coming because as soon as i said i was leaving adobe they said would you consider um creating an introduction to graphic design course and i said absolutely i would um and uh which allowed me to take uh my education and i had to learn a lot more in order to deliver that to other people you know around it to make sure that everything was still current that course is uh is a pretty big course on on both libraries lynda.com and linkedin learning it's used by a lot of of design schools in the United States uh, and in other countries um, as required learning, uh, I believe, uh, for people who are just starting out in marketing and starting out in graphic design to learn that. So that's that's a huge course. In fact, I've just just been working on that, re- the revision of that recently. But I did that, uh, which was intense. It was like dropping out of the frying pan into the fire. Uh, and then I... I been doing a few more courses i started the design ninja thing actually just before i left adobe um on youtube and the idea for that is for people who can't access those courses there's small things for them to learn um for the people who can access my courses it's something that extends their learning beyond the course and for people who've never come across me before it's a way of them being introduced to the way 
I like to teach things. And that's carried on and on and on. This year, last year, um, everybody wanted to start learning stuff because they realized they were going to be at home. They realized that it's going to be a competitive and very volatile job market when we come out of the other, other side of this. And so people want to keep their skills. So last year was really, really busy uh, for us. And uh, I say us because um, all of my all of my dealings and all of my authoring stuff is run through my company. Um, my, Sharon, my wife, works for the company. Chloe, one of my daughters, joined the company last summer. Um, one of my other daughters is coming to uh, work for us at our new studio. So we've got studios opening in uh, April. Uh, she'll be coming to work in there as well. And so we're pushing out tons and tons and tons of content and they're all connected. So the design ninja is connected to LinkedIn learning in the ways that I've just described, either mm. as a furtherance of what they're learning or as a, as a standalone thing or as a way to introduce them to my way of teaching. I've got to tell you that there's something we've got. Uh, we're actually, I think we're doing the pilot uh, next week all being well we're just waiting on some things to be delivered and if they're delivered in time which should be monday we'll be shooting the pilot and that will be appearing on a brand new channel i'll tell you about that later on offline and perhaps you could, you'll get a chance to mention it another point but i think you're going to find that is is what my wife calls classic me you know classic tony <laughs> in that there will, people will be learning stuff but there will be costumes and there will be, you know, I do the things on Adobe Live as well. And I, I'm well known for, 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 for having costumes on on a Friday to make it. That's, there's a, do you know why I do that, by the way? Do you know why I do it at all the different things? Why that actually happens? So people remember you? It, it's not really so they remember. Well, so, I mean, some of it is so they remember me. But I remember that the point is that they take stuff away. Mm. There's a thing called the Von Restorf effect. Have you ever heard of it? No. So the von Restorff effect is from um, a German science uh, psychiatrist, von Restorff. I think Hedwig, Hedwig von Restorff, Hed or Herbert. I can't remember anyway. But von Restorff, and uh, he proposed that uncommon things are easier to recall than common things. Yeah, we are attracted to the novel. Now, if you can. If you can get people's attention that way by being novel and it has some context to what you're doing, mm. their attention, the way they, uh, the way they pay attention to it changes, right? Because they might, this is the thing. If you pre present something with somebody to novel to somebody, right? And then you start teaching normal way, right? But you've got these kind of backlinks going. I b honestly believe that it increases their attention span because they think, what is he going to do next? Yeah. yeah. But all the time, because I make jokes that relate to the material that we're doing, it kind of hits people. They're going, I get that now. <laughs> yeah. I remember that now. So the th thing I used to do, a thing about Photoshop being like Kung Fu to students for years when I was training every single day, classes, training classes privately every single day um, or for private training companies, um, I used to talk about when I did Photoshop classes, I used to say, do you know what? Photoshop is a lot like Kung Fu. Yeah. 
you can spend all of your life learning it and you will never completely have learned it. Yeah. Yeah. And just as in Kung Fu, there are many ways to achieve the same result. It's just the one that works for you at that time. Yes, grasshopper. And again, there you go. Again, like Kung Fu, a master can be taught something by somebody who is a day one student. Hmm. Yeah. So it is, you know, I used to talk about Kung Fu and I've seen people, I've met people at events before who said, do you remember me? I was at your course. I thought, well, you know, I've only trained like 135,000 plus people in my career. So, you know, live. But yes, so, I do, Jeff. <laughs> so uh, yes, is your name Jeff? Uh, no, it's Alice. Oh, anyway, moving on. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> the... Um, but it sticks with them. They go, oh, I remember you talking about it. So here's your roundhouse kick. It's like, do it, create an overlay layer at 50% opacity, you know, and do this. And then you can dodge and burn with just a single brush. I know, you know, and that stuff, it's, um, it, it sticks. And the whole, the Professor Graffen, Dr. Graffenstein thing I did at Max a few years ago, where I was dressed up as a, as a mad professor and whatever, doing that stuff and doing all halloweeny stuff that yeah. stuck as well you and know. the but pilot that's... when you just uh, and the, the pi pilot the infographics was... was all around flight and airlines and yeah. statistics and yeah. right. uh, that that was fascinating because i i had breakfast you with you you one did of yeah i remember it well and yeah it was sitting at a table with you and your flight attendants and it was just like where am i <laughs> when, when they... people were stopping by constantly it was unbelievable because you stood out in a crowd and then as a as a cohesive team yeah your te you know it was it was an amazing thing to, to do you know see. they they organized that without <laughs> me knowing you know so all the tas they get a preview of what you're going to be covering a couple of weeks beforehand yeah or mine do anyway i don't know if everybody does that yeah, but they, i do yeah, that yeah. i arrange a thing and they say They're supposed uh, to do that yeah that, yeah so the um they're supposed to do lots of things as well, but that doesn't mean they always necessarily happen, but I make sure they do. So they saw that and I said, right, it's going to be flight themed and whatever. And they said, and somebody said, are oh, you going to be dressing up? And I said, yes, I've got, a, I've got a full costume, which if you remember, my costume was actually made like a stripper's costume yeah, in that it was all up. Velcroed at the back. So I could just pull the thing and suddenly I was just wearing normal clothes underneath. But he, um, he and, was naked. He was absolutely naked. I know. And that the was the other pulled. thing that kept people coming back. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? It's, it's what Homer Simpson would look like if he was real and not yellow. <laughs> but no. So anyway, behind my back, not, well, not behind my back, because that makes it sound clandestine in some way, but completely without my knowledge, they organized buying scarves, gloves, and little flight attendant hats and things like that. And I turned up for that first session and they were all stood there in a line in the room like like something out of a 1960s boeing photo <laughs> all stood there look, looking all glamorous in this line and going hi tony we're your crew you know it was amazing even Clardy, Clardy came Clardy um joined in she got she managed to get a uniform she got came along and teed, ta'd at one of them and she got a uniform on and uh john a guy they were brilliant but that was the thing and people remembered that experience because i think learning should be 
an experience in that scenario, in that situation, right? Definitely, yeah. You are extending the experience ethic of Adobe and people should, number one, learn something. They should. Mm. They should really enjoy the process of that learning. Mm. Yeah. And I guess that's, those are the only, you know, those are the, and they should, it should awaken in them if it's not, if it's not awoken already. Uh, I may have just made up a word there, um, <laughs> but if it's not awake already, it should, it should give them an, a thirst for learning more. It should provide, those are the, those are the things I like to think that I do when I do those things, but make yeah. it novel and fun, but make sure they learn something, give them hooks, think about it and make hooks. And some instructor, I mean, I know one of the things you do with your course and I mm. know Alan's TA from Mark Heaps um, mm. and we've both done, um, Katrina Eisman mm. is people just want to come to your session even if they haven't got a clue <laughs> about what they're going to learn I've seen people sat in labs and not even touch the computer they've just sat and watched the the instructor and I I, I jokingly that's, that's said about fun, like, Joe McNally like I could watch that yeah. guy talk about concrete um, yeah. because he's entertaining and, and and there comes a point where sometimes it is just the enjoyment of being in a room and you, if you walk away with one thing that you remember, like, oh, mm. crap, I never knew how to do that. Brilliant. That was mm. worth it for my hour. Mm. But you made it an experience like going to the cinema, like going to a concert. Yeah. It was more than just X plus Y plus, you know, we all remember our favorite teachers from school. And the reason mm. is, is because they brought something else to the table other than just being teaching you maths or or in our days calculus <laughs> latin um but I, I think people do abacus yeah they, they do i think that's what he was looking i think that's what he was looking for there alan but anyway moving on yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah, do, we do have when you see someone's going to be on a list if you go into an event i often will look and see who's going to be there first before yeah. I decide to go uh, and me going will, will, will be based on, wow, I really want to see that person yeah. again. You know, uh, you, you are, you are the rolling stones in a way. <laughs> oh, man, oh, thank oh, you. I, wow. No, but you're, you're, you're like the role, you are the rolling stone. You keep playing the same. No, you are the rolling stones of education in a way. Cause people want to come back and keep, w w they keep wanting to come back and watch you. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, you, know, you roll out the honestly. hits, but you do the new stuff. And yeah. I think it's good that you become a feature to the event. You become a, a reason for going to the event yeah. because of what That's you're lovely. bringing to it, and yeah. and that people do want to learn. I, I've, I've sat in a couple of sessions before now where, um, I've, I've like it's like I'm out. This is too technical for me, but mm. I admire the fact that the guy knows his stuff, so I'm going to sit mm. and listen, and and come out with one thing, but. I, th I think it's really important that at any age you've got you've got a, such a choice of people to to follow and learn from now is you you get of because when I've said before about well you know why am I teaching in design I know 10 people who can teach in design better than me but then like say but yeah but they want to come see you as well yeah but they're not funny like you you know <laughs> and that, that, that's the thing they don't all get winked at by the other and, people and, <laughs> yeah and also you know, <laughs> yeah. and also, also, they, also they uh the thing is um dave is that you i think that you you do it in 
I don't want to say similar to me. I don't want to say in a way that's similar to me because that almost sounds oh, that I am sounds vaguely statistical. I, I said to you the other day, I often think when I'm teaching, what would Tony do here? It's well, I'm, well, you honor me again, but the um, by the way, I'll just stab myself in the hand with this pencil, which is super, <laughs> super sharp, <laughs> which which shows how clever I really am. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, no, you do teach, you do teach in that way, and you don't. Do you know what really irks me about some instructors that teach things? And I do is does it really irk me, or does it? Do I just think for no, the I purpose it of the does, podcast, it can <laughs> it can irk me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and other emotions about displeasure are available. But <laughs> the, what I really what I really don't like is I've sat in some sessions and I've seen people talk about now. If this is a session about how you did well in your career, if this is Aaron Draplin, mm-hmm. Aaron's telling you his journey to where he got, that's exactly what you, you, you've signed up for, and that's great. But I've sat in some other things, which are maybe, I'm going to be careful how I, ch- I'm going to choose some topics that I've taught, mm-hmm. right? So that I'm not directly poking this at anybody whose session I may have sat in. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know how to build a reflowable epub right in in design that one thing right Mm -hmm. which was the first no it was the second thing i ever did at max thinking about it um the first one was how to build an epub that doesn't reflow at all in fact (laughs) 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 i did i did i I moved on and did reflowable which is actually (laughs) the opposite way around to the to the way the things are and but you go into a thing like that so you've signed up to learn what's involved right you you have a 90 minute session at Mm. best right you are not going to learn how to exactly do all of the things so all you can hope for is that you show some essential techniques you show what's involved some essential techniques yeah and uh and some things to take away that you need to investigate further those are the things you can do within that time frame and so I think, right, I've got 90 minutes of the most precious thing I can I can get from you, which is your time. Yeah. Especially when you've paid fifteen or nineteen hundred dollars for a ticket to this event mm. and you've chosen to spend 90 minutes of it with me. We are going to just do the bare bare minimum of introductions. Hi, my name's Tony Harmer. Yes, I'm British, but you can get subtitles if you need them. Yeah. <laughs> right. What we're going to be learning today, and, and I've done this, and you're in safe hands. I'm going to look after you. We've got all these lovely teaching assistants. Right, let's go. Yeah. The idea is within three to five minutes, you are there and you're working. And that's only five minutes these days if you get a song, as you did at the, the last few maxes. But there you are. The, um, what I really don't like is, is if you sit there and you want to learn a particular technique, but you spend 10 to 15 minutes learning about the instructor yeah that i think is really you know you can say i'm a bit nervous here's some pictures of me growing up you know just so people can identify with you yeah here's a few things like that that's all fine two three five minutes tops to do that not 10 or 15 minutes and of course when i moved across to norway uh i started making films about snowflakes and i thought this was important but anyway you might be thinking how does this relate to indesign and i'm sat at the back going 
yeah, do you know what? I actually am thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually forgotten why I'm here. I'm yeah. guilty of it. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've been the 15 minute introduction guy because when well, I, 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 I don't, you won't have done. No, I did. I did. The reason, the reason being was because I did two, I did two classes. Well, you haven't done in any of the things I've seen. No, the, my yeah. first one at Photoshop world was I wanted to give a little bit of background into kind of why it's, imp- why it's important to learn what I'm going to teach you. And yeah. I, and because I didn't think anyone knew me, I want I felt I had to qualify myself. Right, but, that's yeah. the yeah. yeah. So I talked a little bit about look, I'm pre-computers. I used to do yeah. it this way, and then yeah. I've actually done a number of jobs that were nothing graphic design related. But I learned I've I actually looking back learned a lot of disciplines from these things that have built into my graphic design. Mm. I I've been involved in these projects um, because I've taken the time to learn these things and because i've taken the time and and it did and the, the last photoshop world somebody did say in the, in the thing i wish he hadn't spent 10 like 10 minutes talking about that and just been teaching and i, I took mm. a lot away from that it was from now on i will be hi thank you for coming to the session i'm dave clayton um hang on let me just write it down i'm british subtitles are available followed by no i'm not (laughs) followed by no i'm not having a stroke and madam i am winking at you (laughs) Um, uh if you You can tell i mean it because it's with my right eye yeah yeah (laughs) that's the one um uh if you want to know more about me come and see me afterwards and i'll tell you my life story but for now we're going to learn this and i that is one of the big things i did learn that when someone yeah. had pointed that out and like when and you had said it to me before, mm. I was like, crap, all like do you know what all I was really doing was I was I was so shit scared about being in a room teaching people that that like I might fail at this. Mm. I can actually kill 15 minutes yeah. of not trick teaching. And um and I did get a couple of heckles off someone while I was teaching. Um yeah. But actually, once they did it, I thought, actually, do you know, the teaching bit isn't so, isn't so scary. They've come yeah. here to learn some stuff. And like you say, they're not going to learn and remember all the things I'm telling them. But if the, the way I put it out is you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this and go away and practice and experiment. There's nothing can go wrong. You can't break in design or Photoshop or Illustrator. Mm. But it is enjoyable I- teaching. I think it's I think it's a lot different these days where everyone has their own websites and you have your bios and yeah. you know Adobe puts that up for the Mac site or whatever yeah. it is. So if someone wants to go find out who you are or what you did, yeah, they can. Yeah. You know, but yeah. but obviously someone someone somewhere thought this guy will make a good teacher and we'll put him in front of a, a classroom people because we believe he can teach the stuff. Mm. We don't yeah. need to go up there and justify your existence to the people in the room. They're already there. Yeah. It, it They're your a... audience. They're your, yeah. your, your class. Yeah. yeah. They've made the yeah. decision to come and see you. And the best you can do is give them something to want to come back and see you again. And so, or, so or I, have one, I have one more question, Tony, because sure, man. The th- so when you're creating all this, uh, all these teaching and, and uh, all, all these classes and, and these things, is that just like you're like lay awake at night and like at two o'clock in the morning, you're like, ah, I think I'll teach people how to, you know, reflow an EPUB and InDesign. Or is that like someone comes to you and goes, we want you to do a course on, I mean, like, what's the split of stuff that you're just making uh, up? Right. Okay. To- 
good question. I know a lot of people have like a hard time like thinking like, oh, what should I teach now? You know, like they have to come up with it. So yeah. For uh for LinkedIn learning, um they have on occasion asked me if I would be interested in teaching a particular class because I am they in their opinion I would be a good fit to do it if I felt it was something I would want to do um but most of the time I have so I have regular meetings with uh, my content manager generally about once every four to six weeks we have a meeting um and we talk about what is possible for the next quarter and things like that I have weekly production meetings with my producer um on that stuff and we kind of narrow those things down and, and ratify those uh so that but that still involves me uh, a lot of, there are quite a few authors you know who don't generate their own materials for the course yeah they will provide what they're going to do but they have the graphics team put their things together but i don't i build 100 percent of everything that i use yeah Oh, well, actually, I'm going to say 99.998% because I do use the odd video uh, that I maybe haven't shot. Um, the uh, But other, all of the graphic assets I produce myself. So there is an I still do have to do all of that stuff in right. teaching it. You know, I have to produce a learning goal uh, and then I have to get there. So for, the learning goal is the end game for that particular movie, but I have to get you from possibly knowing nothing about that through to that end goal and i have to do that in a way that is visually engaging at, at the same time as educational and uh so that that's on the linkedin side on the um the design ninja side uh i have a media schedule for that so chloe and i sit down and we work out you know i i, I say right i think we're going to do this this and this and then we have about 15 or 16 things to draw upon for a few weeks and then I decide which ones are going to go forward um and then we do that we've actually we, we have just changed the way we do or we're in the process of changing the way we do uh the design ninja thing uh now and then we've got this new thing that we're creating a separate schedule for and we're recording like six of those in one go um to do it I can't I, I literally cannot wait to get that thing out there because it is so, so much fun uh, or will be so much fun and I can't some of the stuff arrived yesterday uh, for that. Oh, God, so oh, sorry I know I went off topic there but yeah. just momentarily <laughs> but I'm just so excited to do that but no we have a media schedule for that um, uh, I have loads of notebooks for courses that I add things to uh, like I said at least 15 minutes a day learning something and uh usually throughout the day i watch other people's content and see how they've approached teaching something and even if i think it's probably not the way i would do it well not most of the time it's not the way i would do it there's still a learning point to be had there so i'm grateful for uh watching those things even if i think man i hope nobody else is watching this despite the fact that i then look at the view count and think oh wow there's 20 <laughs> minutes of their life they'll never get back for that light bulb but anyway <laughs> so yeah no it is it is a machine i mean to you can't see it here in in the shot that you or, or through the view that you have uh, from me but there is a production board to my right side here 
which has all little lines on it and it tells me what titles we currently have in production what their index number is because they all have an index number mm -hmm. seven digit index number associated with them then it has three columns it has w a p c k uh, that means written assets and package yeah so that means the title the 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 titles are written yeah so in scripts if necessary are written but otherwise all of the other stuff is written then the assets are ready yeah and they get these little traffic light things i'm just showing you a little plastic magnet mm. thing so there's red amber and green traffic lights they have those on from when the production schedule starts then it has a start recording date on it and an end recording date and that end recording date is usually set to the day before uh the linkedin editors need it if it's internal it's just got a dubai date on it <laughs> wow on it but yeah, and then we have a spreadsheet that has all the stuff in and we have all the descriptions. Chloe takes those um, and sets all of that stuff out. Um, I guess some of it is seasonal as well or uh, like one, like depending on... I remember, I, remember, I remember Glyn saying about with films is he used to do tutorials that had yeah. content around James Bond's coming out. So he did James Bond thing, yeah. Marvel's coming out, he did Wolverine. Yeah. It's, I get. I guess the seasonal thing is, or you see a trend of of something come out, or there's a new feature in the software that you find. You know, we we know our, mm. our dear friends Colin and Jesus. Yeah. When when Photoshop comes out, <laughs> you can go to either one, and you'll get the the brand new ten things in Photoshop. And then as yeah. you filter down, there'll be people copying and like they'll watch their two videos and then they'll do their own. And then someone will watch that and do their own before you know it. It's fly fishing in Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's, there's that thing of, uh, uh, of that. I'm going to show you what this tool does versus yeah. I'm going to show you how to create something. And I yeah. think that is a, that is a big, a big split in learning and yeah. we've spoken of instructors who can who can teach a piece of software really well, but couldn't design for toffee, and yeah. uh, and people who can design really well but just cannot teach. And yeah. I know with you, it's that thing of it's not just about showing what that tool does; it's about showing a creative process. Yeah. In you know, if you're going to design a light bulb, it's going to take you twenty minutes. That's not going to be great if you're designing a set of icons for a website or for XD or something. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know we've we talked about well we're getting to the end of the uh, end of the year. Let's do calendars. So yeah. show people how to make. Yeah, a I, calendar, do that. Right? yeah I do yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. so I guess like from what Alan's saying is you 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 kind of have to think well all right yeah this stuff has been taught by other people before but I want to include it in my range of teaching in yeah. a way that I can I can get it across. But we do we do actually have a worksheet that factors those things in as well. So we factor in seasonals. So Christmas time is always things like making. Um, well, that that's a big time for things because you're doing calendars, you're doing Christmas things. So I always do a thing involving some way of generating a Christmas tree in in Photoshop and turning it into some sort of dynamic piece of work. Those things we have that we have Easter, we have Halloween, where we do a different Halloween uh flavored thing um yeah and then on, on top of all that you have adobe updating their software every four and a half minutes um i know by the way that principle on 18 months what i should have also said is that part of that apart from the fact that it is it is an account an accounting principle but part of it of course was international all of those lovely boxes and manuals that people wanted 
all had to be printed. Yeah. And then they had to be put into, into container ships and literally physically shipped to the other countries. And only that meant by the time you actually got that software in those days, yeah, it was already at least six months out of date. Right. And that's, and that was the thing that was demonstrated in the early days of creative cloud, right? No, that reduced all of the friction in time to market. Yeah. That meant if somebody said, oh, if only Photoshop did, I don't know, had a, had a, had something that was like camera raw, but as a filter, it's my favorite thing in Photoshop, the best oh, thing yeah. is layers. That meant the engineers could go, do you think we could build that? And they go, do you know what? I think we can build that. And so they go to it and they build it and go, oh, let's push that. You know, not let's wait and we'll get it onto the DVD, right? And we'll ship that across the site. Let's push it and let's see if we can get that out as an update. I remember graphing that or, or creating an infographic of that for Adobe during my tenure there, which showed enterprise customers the difference, the number of features and updates across time, or that right, with Photoshop alone, just using Photoshop as a test case. And it had this span with fairly regular intervals like between 18 to 24 yeah. months of those versions and suddenly with creative cloud it was dot 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 with all of this stuff stemming from it crazy stuff and people that's why it used to irk it didn't irk me that people moaned about it because that's their right to 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 question things like that but we live in a world where everything (laughs) needs to be instant can you imagine <laughs> if if okay. it went if it went back to the old way? It's like we we want something. You know, no. what do we want? Time travel? When yeah. we want it? Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is like we're in a world where everything has to be instant. You know, like uh, yeah. TikTok, one minute videos, Instagram, one minute videos, Twitter. What everything's got to be condensed now. I was looking through uh, social media earlier, and I follow some people who do actually do some quite little. Cool uh teachings on tiktok and instagram and and they you know it's surprising what they can teach you in a in a minute where you like throw your pen down and go well look at me i didn't know i could do that yeah in a minute and and i can go and get this what i can do this in illustrator i can go onto a computer i can log into a website i can like get my even use paypal probably i can quickly sign in and within 10 minutes i've got all the software and it doesn't have to be adobe but any any software that you need for anything you Mm. can get that on your computer within 10 minutes of of going i want that in my life and start using it and start creating and and uh, and making Mm. you know making things even if it is only well i've just bought a camera i want to learn this it's i'll tell you for us you, you, you're, but there is, I think there is actually a pushback wave on that, you know, and so certainly in education, there is because it used to be the case that um, people like my friend Brett Kirkpatrick, who's at Google, um, uh, and uh, a few other people said, you know, our theory on learning stuff on, on delivering video training to people is that the lesson should be between five to seven minutes in length. Now that, that, holds true for a lot of learning content today but i've noticed that over the last year maybe because people are at home that has stretched a lot and and not you know not 
like five to people are quite happy to sit there and watch something for 90 minutes. Yeah. Mm. And still want more of that provided it's continuing to deliver those hits of value within those five minute segments. Obviously if you're 15 minutes in and then you suddenly start talking about, do you know what? Once I wished I was a snowman, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I, and I thought to myself, why can't I be a snowman? People are going to start to go, uh, no, actually I want to learn something now. So I'm going to go somewhere else. But you know, I think as long as you can keep that engagement ticking over and that's what the Adobe lives have proved because we've got those masterclasses that I currently do with Adobe. Um, on Wednesdays, every Wednesday at 12 till 1.30, folks, in the UK. Oh, yeah. And catch them yourself. on demand in other parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, those masterclasses are now 90 minutes because, you know, there were an hour for all of last year. Uh, I came on board on the Adobe Live hosting team uh, last April, uh, April, May, something like that. Anyway, mm. one of those months. <laughs> I joined in and stuff was we get it wrapped up within 45 minutes to an hour, you know, because it's people's time. Now they're 90 minutes. Some of the American ones are even longer, you know? Um, So that is something that has changed in the, in the current situation. Yeah. And I don't think that's likely to to change back in a hurry. No. And some of the classes as well, if I'm paying money for classes, because this is the other things like I'm, I'm dropping, I dropped 40 quid this week on two classes from Domestica um, because they were very specific things. And they are a few, I think one of them is like three and a half hours Mm. long, um, broken down into chapters and sections to learn from. And you actually do the work with them. It's it's a bit like the Skillshare thing where you're not only watching them do it, you have to do it yourself. Mm. And at the end, you, you know, you can submit a piece of work or you, you've done something. So I can mm. see there why, because you're doing it along with it, mm. you can quick. I mean, look how quick you can pick your phone up. Uh, you get up at eight o'clock in the morning, you pick your phone up to check your email. And before you know it, it's lunchtime. <laughs> so why, you know, if you can invest three hours in watching people lip sync and and do the same dance on tiktok for three hours to can you know take three hours of your life you never get back why not spend three hours learning a skill yeah something absolutely you know it's a good use of your time and if provided it's delivered in the right way then you know it's enjoyable as well so yeah there you are well but, I've just realised we've been talking for so long we could go on. For I'm, I'm just wondering how again. this is going to go out. Is this going to be like? Is this going to be like the Encyclopedia Britannica of Tony on on he shoots he draws? Where it's a part works. You get part one of this episode of he shoots he draws for just ninety nine yeah. pence, but parts two to seventeen are eighty nine quid. Avail- available through Marshall Cavendish. That's it. Yeah, that's the thing, and you get a little figurine of tony in a different hat <laughs> you build it a piece each week yes, i'm kind build of hoping... build your own tony <laughs> and all you get is 500 grams of butter on... <laughs> shrink wrapped with everyone <laughs> i'm hoping if we just kept talking there are aliens yeah. on another planet with a huge dish I'm just going to pick this up one day and just go, leave Earth alone. No, 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 they're not not going to go, I so want to go there. Why didn't we go there? Leave it, Tracy. They're not worth it. Yeah, but look what you did when you went to Mars, man. (laughs) I'm never taking you to another planet ever again. Oh, dear.
Anyhow, we just um, we is, just landed on Mars. Oh, which, yeah. I was just, do you know, I was going to ask that question. Does anybody yep. know uh, yep. what the status is of the rover? So yeah, the rover has landed, and uh, NASA's uh, donutting it around a crater. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's it's perseverance is safely on Mars. No. Oh. NASA is busy draw, drawing male genitals <laughs> on the Martian <laughs> landscape. <laughs> Writing NASA was here across the surface. Well, there you go. A piece, a piece of uh, space history during the episode yep. as we took that. That we cover all bases. We. <laughs> That did just pop up as a notification that Perseverance is on Mars and landed safely. Oh man, that's fantastic! That's an really good. Amazing thing, yeah. It oh, is. That is that. That's that is cool. Incredible. That really is incredible. Not to go on about space for the next hour, but yeah. Oh, the Matt. The, I've been watching the SpaceX stuff and this yeah. is about Mars, and it's like the the just the sheer thought of it. It's it annoys me so much when people start going, "We've never been on the moon." Although my argument yeah. to that is I was to say, dude, what, you think the moon is real? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if we've never been to it, how do you know it's there? Well, I can yeah. see it. And if, yeah. I hold, if I hold a silver plate up in front of your house, you can see it. No, but anyway, space, I love space stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me um, too. And Star Trek. This Shape. is really fascinating. <laughs> Star Trek. All right. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, right. Is there any, is there anything before we go you would like yep. to tell our audience about where they'd like to where you'd like him to go and see you and what you've got coming up and what websites I will put it in the show notes. But is there anything specific you'd like our audience to know about you that they could go and find out more? Uh, yeah. Go to you can well come along and join me at the photography show. By the way, if you're in the UK or yes. or actually even further afield, join me at the photography show shortly. Well, be doing March sixth and seventh. The show is a support. Uh, he shoots his jaws is a an official supporter of. The oh show, no! So. Is that the actual dates? I'm washing my hair on those days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, March sixth. So yeah, join the photography show. Uh, come along and. Um, Come along to youtube.com slash the design ninja. Do that. You'll also find out about the new project we're working on there because that will be uh, sent across uh, the new channel. Yeah. And the design ninja at the same time. Uh, go to um, facebook.com slash the design ninja because we've got some great stuff coming up there. A whole new thing uh, coming up there shortly. And uh, mainly uh, LinkedIn learning. Go to LinkedIn learning. If you've got LinkedIn Premium, you've automatically got LinkedIn Learning. Um, and Behance uh, as well. And Behance, yeah. Behance.net slash Harma. Um, yeah, where you can find out my Adobe Live stuff. Uh, and on Wednesdays, Behance.net slash Adobe Live. And check uh, most out last Wednesday. year's Adobe Max as well. There's some good sessions. Yes, especially Max. if you use Illustrator. If you use Illustrator and you want to learn how I think it's best to set it up, yeah, and there's lots of people, including you and your boss, Nick, and many, many other people, and the Illustrator team, who I also train, which is kind of bizarre 
the, uh, these days. It's like, I feel like a bit like Darth Vader, you know, in the, <laughs> oh, no, the student has become the master. That whole sort of Who thing. Who was now. that? I, said, I think it was Bane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sure, Batman. <laughs> no, no, it's Sean Connery. Oh, God, it's all going wrong. Anyway. You will learn to, to Oh, dear. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm in the fisherman's friends. Anyway, right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I think, uh, and they agreed that the uh, my proposal for the ways to set up Illustrator uh, are the best proposals they've seen for that. So, yeah, check that out as well. Those sessions still available until October 2021. Excellent. So. Well, thank you for joining us, Tony. You Thanks, are guys. You're going to have to come on again because this has gone <laughs> too way too quick and I've got so much more. I've been writing notes down. Um, well, we def definitely got to have you on again and do something. Uh, and I know we have we we keep kind of threatening that there will be another vector generians going to drop sometime uh, soon. We'll, we'll squeeze one out. So we'll <laughs> we will squeeze one out. It is it is so much sought after. It's become a, a rarity. It it's like it um, yeah. a Fabergé egg of podcasts. <laughs> I do you know I'm always impressed with people that I that I meet at play. like Dan Mumford. I remember sitting at a I'm sorry, I know you're trying to tail off your episode. No, that's all right. I've just got to say that Dan Mumford and I were sat in um sat in a bar in uh I think it was Vegas actually. I think we were sat in a bar at Vegas Airport because the uh, oh god, what will I do next time I go to Vegas? Because I don't drink anymore. I've, I've, I gave up drinking 18 months ago because it just didn't, wasn't bringing anything to my life. What do you do when you're at Vegas airport? Cause there's not a lot there, is there? No. Apart from go to a bar, but we were sat there and, um, and I mentioned vector generians. I said, Oh, I do a podcast sometimes um, with Dave Clayton uh, called uh, vector generians. And he says, yeah, I know. I listen to it. I love it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things when it comes out. And I was, what do you? He says, yeah, man, I love it. It cracks me up. It always puts me in a good mood. And then Bart Vanderweel says the same thing. He says, I listen to it on the way into work. You know, and then, uh, you know, uh, who was that I spoke to the other week said, I've been listening to the same six episodes for the last <laughs> two and a half years whenever I feel glum. <laughs> We're like the equivalent of The Office, like a true British sitcom, just a small amount of episodes destined to be classics forever. We're, we're the, the only, yeah, we're the only podcast that actually has the voice of Sensei. Yes, in it. Yeah. yeah. So, and the last one we did was two years ago, mate. That's shocking. Well, we did record another one, but we didn't put it out because it didn't go out of the right. It, we didn't that, kind of get our timing right on that. That's wasn't a right. Good, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good one, but yeah, too. So, uh, <laughs> so who knows? Just watch out. There'll be more. There'll be more from Tony Harmer. So yeah, thank you, Tony. Please check him Thanks, out, guys. It's always thank a you. pleasure. Thanks, always a pleasure. Thanks, Alan. We'll see you soon. <laughs> okay, take care, guys. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs>